I just wanted to have to do some concluding comments on the two talks that I've been giving. And uh, just the only thing that the, the thing that I wanted to say is that um, I think we have been transitioning from some way of society, some way to, con to, to structure our societies, which are the industrial societies, which we are based on the production of goods and on resource exploitation, towards um, what are called knowledge societies, which are basically based on research and innovation. And um, these, these new societies, knowledge societies, they function uh, very differently of how the industrial societies work. Because for them, uh, the, the continuous creation and sharing of knowledge and service is what makes this society function. And they are very dynamic societies that change a lot. 70% of our workforce currently works already with knowledge and service and not in industry or in agriculture. So 70% of it. So our life forms of these um, workers are shaped by this creation, continuous creation of knowledge and, and of services. 150 years ago it was only 20% of the workforce. You know, it's 70%. So, the, the values, the conceptual metaphors that were useful and good for industrial societies to function, they may be, and this is what we need to think, reflect, harmful for this new kind of societies, for these non-societies, for instance. Exploitation of resources. We now see that the environment cannot be seen as a resource that can be exploited, which was a paradigm of the industrial societies. For education, we see that an education is not a business with customers and that knowledge is a commodity that we just transmit or, or that is aimed at industrial production. Or health services, we cannot measure health service only on productivity. Um, or organizations, countries, they cannot function uh, with rigid hierarchies, you know, with an autarchical way. So these new societies need other, have other values that structure them. And, as I said, they are based on continuous change, so that um, these, our value systems will be continuously challenged. So, so that's why inquiry and creativity are these driving forces of society. <coughs> and I just wanted to say that scientific and technological advancement, particularly in information and computing technologies, and consequently in artificial intelligence, will play a very important role in these functioning of societies. And that, that will be like this. But, paradoxically, 
the science and technology that has been the liberating forces which has contributed to this transitioning from the industrial societies, from the agricultural societies, to the industrial societies, to the knowledge societies, science is the driving force for that and technology. We are currently doing them tied to these metaphors or conceptual frameworks of the industrial societies, grounded on rationality, on autonomy, on, on production, and, and they are, these are not apt for these new societies. So I think here's where we, we are feeling this tension. So I think what we have to teach to new generations or that have to face with these new societies is not the transmission of knowledge, but um, knowledge that will be framed in particular conceptual metaphors, but we have to nourish the spirit of inquiry itself, the spirit of inquiry. A colleague of mine and very good friend, friend Jean-Marie in who worked in my research lab and now he's retired, he was actually my, my PhD supervisor many years ago, and from whom I have talked a lot about all these issues that I have uh, explained today. And I must say, basically, the core ideas that I have been explaining here are his. Um, he says that um, instead of calling us, our species, Homo sapiens, the man who knows, we should be called Homo querens, the man who seeks, who inquires. And uh, I think, as I said, this inquiry will have to be necessarily scientific and chaotic at the same time. So, I think so far we have fostered specialized individuals and specialized groups which have done one of these sort of inquiries. So we had scientists generating this dualistic information-based knowledge which led to technology on one side, and then we had groups of contemplatives pursuing canotic inquiry, which provide inspiration and guidance on the other side. And um, this separation of tasks, I think, was not a problem in the past for previous societies. But how the world is heading now, I don't think we can have the option of expectation anymore. And so, so, although I think there are those that consider that we have to get rid of contemplatives, or maybe only tolerate them as curious vestiges of the past, and while others blame technoscience of all the problems and outcome, uh, that we have, all the troubles of our society, although we have these two problems, what we need, I think, is that scientists become monks, and that monks and nuns, and that uh, monks and nuns become somehow. And even more, I think actually each of us, I think, needs to tread this twofold path and become him or herself a scientist and monastic as well. And I think um, 
And I think it cannot be a private matter anymore for isolated individuals because uh, our societies depend on this because inquiry is the, the central force of these new societies. We therefore depend on these things. And so scientific and canonic inquiry will have to be shared in community. It has to be done in community. And that's basically what I want to say. And this is why the task of centers like, like this one, the Meditatio Center, and of the, the World Community of Christian Meditation, which are nurturing this dialogue between the wisdom traditions and the secular world, and are of such an importance, I think, for today. And, and it's, it's an absolute necessi necessity for, for, for the problems that we are going to face. So, so I just wanted to say that I'm very, very grateful for the commitment of the Center and for having allowed me to come and to contribute to this dialogue a little bit. So, thank you.